0: Welcome back to, hopefully, the final installment of My Device.
1: With me, Stephen. And I'm William. And this is Who Am I? podcasts.
0: Yeah. And quick recap, I guess, from the last episode. We made it across the tundra. Yeah. I guess that's probably the recap. like, uh,
1: Yeah. From Kyra to the lost city of Duenn, uh, we... Have stumbled across that one guy again. I forget his name. Boosh.
0: Boosh. Boosh.
1: Who we ditched in Venice because we didn't trust him. And, so, and he doesn't seem angry about it, which I found fascinating. Yeah. Let's see who we can trust in this new place because, um, oh, did we already read that there are these other characters who are also looking for the lost meteorite?
0: yes let's read it again so two right. four three okay i think we'll give us a recap of who is with us mm-hmm. now and that will lead us nicely on to whatever happens next okay. we could die in the first two minutes or we could make it to the end we shall see Hey, okay. any other thing else before i start
1: no just our character sheet is in the same state as it was at the end of last episode uh you don't see any passwords right now because we have none left and we're kind of low on life points only three out of ten low on money but hopefully that won't matter anymore since we're no longer in any cities with markets so let's see if our weapons and skills will bring us to the end successfully (laughs) not dead
0: Which, which end would hopefully be gaining the ultimate power i guess yeah
1: yeah gaining some godlike power from this meteorite that came from outer space and not allowing the others to get it. Yeah.
0: Something to do with Gaia, the AI, and maybe turning back the iciness and um, humanity can survive more on the planet? I'm not sure. Or we, or, or we just get all the power and transcend to a new plane of existence and leave everyone behind. Yeah, there we go. Maybe, yeah.
1: Who
0: knows? Okay, I shall begin. Uh, passing under a broken arch you enter the central plaza this is a broad area of snow-covered flagstones roughly 300 meters across enclosed by ruined palace palaces that gleam like lead in the white haze they are several there are several campfires built up against a fallen colonnade as you get closer you see antique furniture and splintered doors crackling in the flames, plunder from the once great city of Duon, lost art treasures beyond price. In this desolate place their only value is the warmth they give. A man steps forward from the fireside and pulls off his glove to shake hands. Greetings, I am Janus Janus, Gaunt. While Bosch makes the introduction as you take stock of Gaunt, he is younger than his gray hair would suggest with an open friendly manner his servants stumble along behind him in the snow but they wear only thin clothes and you guess they are past feeling the cold gaunt sees you looking at them and nods these are my zoms, reanimated cadavers loyal and tireless others are now emerging from their tents along the colonnade a wizened old man with no legs who comes drifting through the air like a ghost is introduced as Baron Psoriasis, a psionic from Bazon. Next comes a woman who walks with long feline strides, eyes glittering like jade in the wan afternoon light. She gives you a single guided look and then turns away. That is Thandra, Bay of Alert, says Gaunt. And here is Commander Chaim Golgoth, an agent of United States intelligence. The two strapping bronzed ladies behind him are Gargan 13, 13. yeah, I got that one last time, and Gargan 14, sole survivors of a clone super warrior group. Golgoth smiles and shakes hands. The Gargan twins watch you with a glare like Medusa's sisters. There's also Vaja. sign. Adds Golgoth nodding towards a large scarlet and black pavilion across the plaza. You'll meet him soon enough, I'll warrant. If you have the code word Scythe, delete it and turn to 89. Otherwise, turn to 111.
1: We don't have it after a cursory greeting the
0: others start to dispense, disperse back to their tents Janus Gaunt tells you he has just brewed a pot of tea and invites you to join him you are pleased enough to share the warmth of his fire but when a zom hands you a teacup in its bloodless fingers you cannot suppress a shiver of dread
1: maybe zom is the new word for zombie maybe it's still with an X. So am I pronouncing
0: it right? Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, yeah. Xylophone, I guess, is an X. Mm. And that's... Mm. Don't bother about them, he says with a laugh. They're just robots, really, except that they're made out of once-living tissue instead of plastic and metal. They're powered by a small electrochemical implant in the chest cavity. They are an abomination against nature, says Bosch, flatly, draining his tea where do we get firewood gaunt is taken aback by bosch's rudeness but replies courteously take it from the buildings around the square the mulberry window shutters you are warming your hands over for instance date from the 10th century persia it is a pity to burn such artifacts as these but the former owners have no more use of them Bosch rises with a grunt and trudges off entering a narrow doorway you follow o- to find him flashing his torch around. Ah, here's some firewood already broken up what our convenience, he says. It is mine, purs a voice of menace from the doorway. Phaedra Bay stands there, muscles welped taunt in pantherish grace, a lethal dark projector in her hand. Down roars Bosch, cannoning into you from behind and sending you flying into Phaedra Bay. You and she go rolling out into the snow a dart singing through the air and narrowly missing Chame Golgoth, who responds at once by drawing his parasol gun. In seconds, all hell has broken loose as the uneasy truce splinters apart. Phaedra Bey rakes her fingers across your face and leaps away, levelling her dart projector, and you hear Gaunt yelling to his Zoms, Defend me! Slay any who attack! For a moment it seems that the struggle for power will be decided here and now, And a voice rips like thunder across the square. Stop this senseless biting now. And turning, you have your first view of the mighty Vajra sign.
1: 2300. Do you have an image here? Uh, I
0: think it's on the page after, yeah. Okay. Uh, Some sort of sideboard Yama. Vedra sign stands like a demon in the snow, a great slab of a man with a darkly saturine face, eyes like a lion's. His silver anti-laser armor gleams in the weak sunshine. He watches you you all for a moment, scanning you as he might size up a pack of hyenas. Then he raises his huge hand cannon and touches the fire button. The air is riven by a sound like a volcano erupting as a torrent of blasting white plasma streams from the cannon, juddering across the walls above and scattering chunks of smouldering masonry far out into the square. Everyone dies for cover. Still unleashing the barrage of crackling energy, Rajra sign turns and directs it at the foundations of a building across the square. The Heavy stone walls burst apart and slowly the whole facade collapses to leave only a burnt-out shell. Raj Rasain touches a button on the side of the cannon, and the blast cuts out. The roar dies to a low hum. You notice a small red light start to glow as the cannon powers down. That weapon is the Mantramuka. Mantramuka. Janus Gaunt whispers in your ear. This squabbling must cease, Snarls Raj Rasain as the others come out from the hiding. We must work together in the short term or we stand little chance of penetrating as far as the heart. Is that clear? On the side of the Mantramukta cannon, a green light winks on. Now you know that it, it takes a few seconds to re- rebuild its power after each blast. You see the chain, Golgoth. You see that chain, Golgoth has noticed this too. Seeing that the only reply is sudden sullen silence, Vajra's sign goes on. Here in the main square, we shall remain in a state of truce. While exploring beneath the ruins, this truce is not in force. Also, no underlings or servants are to be taken on expeditions. This is a contest to see which of us deserves the ultimate power, not who is able to hire the most bodyguards. Janus Gaunt glances from face to face, then takes it upon himself to answer. We agree to these terms. With a swirl of majestic robes, Vajra sign turns and strides off to his tent where his three servants stand waiting. If you have the code word hourglass, turn to 235. If not, but you do possess a medical kit, turn to 257. If you have a Montesquieu mantra, like a sky car, you will find a medical kit in the storage locker. If you have neither hourglass nor medical kit, turn to two seven eight.
1: Did we ever have a chance we'll to get a sky car?
0: Yeah, we, we missed that one.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we have so no. So I'm assuming... we no longer have a medical kit either.
0: No. The sun lurches into view above the city walls, a disc as pale as watered milk. Out in the main square, the others are preparing to set off into the ruins. You see Golgoth clipping on his weapon belt as he chats to the Gargan sisters. Apparently, they have agreed to explore as a team. Surprisingly, Gaunt and Phaedra Bay have also formed a group. Baron Siriusus and vajra sign both opt to search for the heart alone. vajra sign oversees the drawing of lots. We shall set off into the ruins at 15 minute intervals determined by the lots, he tells the others. You can explore individually or in groups as you prefer. Remember that the true supplies only here in the open. If groups encounter each other while in the catacombs below the city, you must negotiate or else do battle. If you wish to descend into the catacombs, turn to 385, If you think a day's rest is in order, turn to 363. I want to rest. Me too. See you later. Bye. (laughs) Uh, 363. that's it. Yeah. You rest throughout the morning, recovering one life point. uh Yippee. Exception if you have the code word hourglass, you begin to feel feverish and recover. No life points. Oh, wow. The others start to return around midday, beginning with Janus Gaunt and Phaedra Bay. They explored a warren of tunnels under the plaza, but found no clue as to the location of the heart. Next comes Chaim Golgoth, emerging from a military bunker, which he investigated in 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 company with the Gargan twins. There is no sign of the twins. And when you ask Golgoth about them, he merely replies with a wink. <laughs> the ruins are bathed in the long light of sunset. By the time Vajra Sign and the Baron reappear, you soon learn that they met up underground and are obviously excited by what they discovered. We have identified the temple precincts. Pre- precincts. Yeah. Announced Vajra sign, gesturing to a cluster of buildings across the square. The heart of Volant lies somewhere below. Tomorrow may be the last day of the search. Turn to page 38. If you have the code word Uruk, delete it and note in Kindu again. Hold on. As night falls, an eerie glitter of lights appears in the sky like a translucent curtain draped across the cosmos. Janus Gaunt gazes up and tells you it is the aurora cordius caused by the particles from outer space falling into the field of paradox radiation emanating from the heart of the lawn. You stand in awe, humbled by the magnificent sight. The curtain of light ripples and stirs in the heaven. It seems staggering, you remark to Gaunt in a whisper, to think that just a fraction of the Heart's power could create something on such a scale. He chuckles. The Heart's power is much greater than that, power enough to shape worlds and shift the stars in their courses, if the legend is to be believed. And do you believe it? He gives you a nod, and he gives you an odd, half frightened look leave it i have studied the scientific records i know it for a fact if you had the code word nemesis turn to 60 if not turn to 82
1: Hmm. i think we used to have it right i don't know we've come across it before but we don't have it anyway
0: 82 the moon rises wreathed in a haze of frost In the crisp cold light, and the ancient halls and towers look more than half unreal. You watch the others huddled by their campfires. No one has much to say. Each of them is absorbed in private hopes, dreams, and fears of what tomorrow will bring, and each knows that their battle, sorry, their brittle truce is in its final hours. When the heart is found, it will be every man for himself who would expect anything else. When the prize at stake is nothing less than the power of a god. Vajra Sign and Phaedra Bay have retreated to their respective tents and scarcely seem to invite conversation. If you wish, you can talk to one of the others, either Chaim Golgoth, Kyle Bosch, Janus Gaunt, or Baron Sireithus. Alternatively, you could just turn it in for the night.
1: I want to talk to Janus Gaunt. I kind of like him. Okay. Turn two one four eight.
0: Okay. Gaunt walks with you to the outskirts of Duon to show you the night sky. His undead Psalms stalk silently alongside, bearing glow lamps. At the city gates they dim the lamps, and you are left with the light of ten thousand glittering stars. Snows of the Sahara are swallowed by darkness, but you get the impression of standing at the hub of infinity. For a long period neither of you speaks, then Gaunt recites softly. Some say the world will end in fire, some say in ice. From what I've tasted of desire, I hold with those who favour fire. But if I had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate to say that ice is also great and would suffice. What's that? The words of a poet of long ago. He gazes to the north. My home city lies under a shield of ice a kilometre thick. Soon the world will slip into a coma like a man frozen at the point of death. The polar caps will meet and everything will end, unless we find the heart and use its power to set things right. He turns with a smile, almost of delight. Is that why you've come here? I fear you'll be disappointed. The heart must inevitably fall into the hands of one of who is most of the one who is most ruthless. To seize true power, a man must have a heart of life. When the powerful do good deeds, I speak of Caesar, Alexander, Napoleon, Mao they do so inadvertently. The good and honest of the world are always the most impotent. It suddenly occurs to you that Gaunt hasn't chance of surviving here. He is too intellectual to buy with the others for the heart. If you tell him that, turn to 279. If you ask what he thinks of the others, turn to 258. Otherwise, you can return to the main square and seek out Kyle Bosch.
1: What does he think or of take... the others?
0: When he folds his hands across his chest and speaks in his mild, whimsical way, Janus Gaunt puts you in the mind of a priest. Vajra's sign is the lion amongst us, he says. Proud, brave, and noble. But cross him and you'll measure your remaining span in seconds. So if sign is a lion, Golgoth is a fox, agile and crafty. For Baron Cyrus's totem, I would suggest the spider. A brooding, spiteful, sinister creature, always ready to cast its net. That's more a web. Um, and Phaedra Bay is evidently a tigress you say but I have never seen a woman so sleek and fierce and Carl Bosch? Bosch he gives a snort of contempt he is a jackal no an albatross around your neck I think and what about you Janus gaunt breaks in a voice abruptly you turn to see Carl Bosch sauntering out across the snow cast a hooded glance around the throng of silent psalms perhaps you're the worm of the group the maggot that eats from within. Gaunt turns on his heel and stalks away without reply, his arms clustering along behind him like sleepwalkers. Bosch takes your arm and leads you back to the main square. You should be more careful, he chides. Gaunt might have murdered you out there and turned you into one of his undead. You're lucky I came along when I did. Turn to 104. Boche struts around the fire under the colonnade while outlining his plans for how you will share the power of the heart. Lost in your own deep reverie, you hardly hear his words. Finally, you look up and ask him, why do you want the ultimate power, Boche? He stops short and looks at you sharply. For a moment, you think he's about to give you a straight answer, but no. What are you saying? Are you having doubts? Surely not. When we are on the verge of triumph, you must not be so timid. If you have the code word nemesis, and want to suggest an alliance, turn to 236. If you'd rather get some sleep, turn to
1: 1292. Don't have the code word nemesis, so.
0: Nope, we get no choice. Mm-hmm. 192 it is. You return to your campsite in the shelter of a ruined building and to settle down for the night. The flames of the fire throw long capering shadows across the walls the ground is so cold that it seems to sh- to suck the vitality out of you how long has it been since you ate if you have a food pack you can regain one life point you can regain regain another one life point if you have a medical kit note that if you possess mantis guy car it's locker it contains a medical kit and several food packs
1: OK, I ate a food pack. So we're at five yeah. life points.
0: Yep, yeah, because we got one back earlier. Than one back. Yep, cool. That's not bad. Uh, might survive being stabbed or <laughs> shot, maybe. Uh, if you have to code an hourglass, you lose one life point while you sleep. Um, once you have made the necessary adjustments to your adventure sheet, if still alive to, to see the dawn, you can turn to 83. Oh, sh- but we did we survived yeah okay the sky is clear and blue with high wisps of gray cloud snow crunches underfoot as you walk across the square to join kyle boche floating out of his tent comes the legless baron sarah Assis. you look around but the square is otherwise deserted apart from clumps of servants waiting beside the tent the others have already descended Boche tells you and the baron Vajra's sign went with Golgoth down through the main temple complex. But Bhaedra Bey took herself alone into the adjoining subway tunnels. Janus Gaunt was gone before I woke. I suggest we three team up then, says the Baron briskly. Bhaedra's nods. Agreed. If we find the heart, our alliance holds until the other teams are dealt with. Where shall we descend? Last night you noticed an icy crevasse beside the building that sign leveled with his mantra mukta canon. You pointed out to the others. It looks to give onto the cellars and there may be a way through to the temple cat temple catacombs. Below. Baron gazes down to the crever- crevice crevice. Crevice. Oh wow yeah I can't read crevice um, then gives a curt nod, I sense it is a favourable route, which will lead us to the heart. If you have a mantra skycar, turn to Blah, if not turn to 39.
1: We have no skycar. Nope.
0: You ease yourself down into the crev- crevice, What? I keep, I keep wanting to say crevasse for something, the crevice. The walls are slick with frost and you have to brace your back against sharp rocks to keep from slipping. At last, you see a glimmer of light below and you emerge onto a ledge overlooking a large underground cavern. A distant howl of rushing air reaches your ears, magnified by the vast space surrounding you. The light is a dull gray phosphorescence from deep in the rock. Climbing down to the floor of the cavern, you advance through a forest of slender stalagmites which glisten like old candles. Baron ps- psoriasis bobs along beside you like a grotesque, broken mannequin. Random interjection. Yep. Did you ever watch um, Farscape?
1: No.
0: Okay. There's a character on there and he's called Rigel and he had this like little floating thing that he kind of bobs along on. And there's this Baron psoriasis totally reminds me of that character so because he has no anyway, legs he
1: needs to float in the air on this thing yeah, okay
0: yeah um but i think in this situation the other guy just has like a robotic thing that he floats along with but it just reminds me of him anyway he points ahead is a chasm fortunately for you both there seems to be a bridge across it as you step out from among the stalagmites you fail to notice at first that a thick glowing vapor is rolling around your feet Bosch heads towards the chasm, but stumbles and gives a cry of alarm as the vapor begins to creep up around his limbs. For grown, the baron seems to sag and drift down to the cavern floor. You take another step, then you realize that the mist is draining your strength. It rises across your vision, a luminous fog that seeps into your skin like icy water. You can no longer see your comrades, then you see a sight that sends a tingle of dread through you, taking shape within the mist, reaching towards you with ghastly imploring fingers is a horribly horribly twisted figure that looks like a squashed effigy of white clay. If you have the code word ngit turn to 105. If not, but you have the code word Talos, turn to 127. If you have neither of those, but you have Law, which I believe we do, Yes. Yep. Yes. I guess for that.
1: Uh, <laughs> fortunately, because go. otherwise there is nothing you can do to stop the phantom from reaching through your skin and extracting your life's essence, and your adventure is at an end.
0: <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> oh my goodness! It's, it, again, it's like these kind of things—you go again, you go on for a while, and you're like, okay, blah blah blah, and then something happens where it's either carry on or death. Uh, so we can go to 171. This is where it just goes, and you're dead. Tricked you. Yeah. Okay, what's up one? It is a beam at the phantom, the victim of a teleporter accident which has left it entirely out of phase with the rest of the world. Such creatures suffer eternal torment because of the teleporters' mangling of their internal organs, but there is nothing that can be done for them since they do not truly exist. Even in their ghostly state, they are dangerous. However, as their desire to return to solid forms means that they insatiably seek contact with the living, and the touch drains all life energy. While you still have strength to move, you shrug off your jacket and lunge forward, holding it like a net, catching the beam phantom inside. The feel of it is sickening, like a broken body that has been put back together by a maniac surgeon. Even with a jacket insulating your grip, its negative force drains you like a well of coldness. Lose two life points. If you survive, you succeed in manhandling the squirming creature over the chasm and hurling it down. Its thin, bleating cry echoes up from the depths as it falls, trailing its gleaming whispers of vapor like a comet's tail. Turn to 149. Slowly the chills leaves your bodies. Curious, mutters the Baron, floating over to peer into the chasm. It seemed to be a genuine ghost, so far as I could tell. I could not read its mind at any rate. Just as long as it's gone now, grunts Bosch. He gestures at a narrow stone bridge spanning the chasm. On the far side, an archway opens into a tiled hall. He wants to go first. Excuse me. The the Baron gives him a scornful look and hovers out across the drop. As you watch him drift to a halt on the far side, it occurs to you that he looks a rather ghostly figure himself. Both glances at you, shrugs and strides rapidly across the bridge. It's not too bad as long as you don't look down, he calls over his shoulder. They are waiting for you to cross. As you step onto the bridge, you find your gaze drawn downwards in spite of Boche's advice. The walls of the chasm plunged dizzyingly dis- dis- into blue... Feculent. What Feculent. Darkness. Then you notice something else. Set into the rock walls, about five metres below the level of the bridge, are a, a row of metal grills. If you climb down to investigate, turn to 193. If you continue across the bridge, turn to 215. Uh,
1: I don't know. Uh, Usually, I like these side quests, but this is towards the end. So I kind of like the way things have been going with the other two. I'm going to continue across the bridge. So if you continue across the bridge,
0: 215. You reach the far end of the bridge and pass through into the tiled hall beyond. The architecture here is the same oppressive design as on the surface. The heavy harshly chisel, chisel lintels and monumental bulbous columns. The gigantic vaults and grotesque carvings. You have a choice of routes on from here either of two wide passages directly ahead or a doorway to your left. If you go through the door Turn to two five nine. If you take the left passage, turn to three. Take the right passage, turn to one two eight.
1: Take the right hand passage. Okay. One two eight.
0: Okay. The passage brings you to a series of galleries, each consisting of a cloister running either side of a central concourse softly illuminated by chandeliers many of the heavy buttresses have been defaced leaving chunks of broken masonry scattered across the marble floor no doubt this devastation was wrecked in the city's collapse says bosch in a hushed voice it's said that the people of duon went mad and turned against their leaders baron psoriasis drifts to a halt and peers off into the gloom of the cloistered walkway at the side of the room. I sense a presence, he says after a moment's concentration. Something is stalking us. Quickening your pace, you hurry on through the galleries until you see a heavy iron bound door ahead. A rasping sound echoes out of the cloisters to one side. It sounds like Chitin slithering across stone. You are about to break into a run when the lights go out and you are plunged into darkness. If you have the code word, turn to 302. If not, you can use roguery. Nope. Nope. ESP and psionic focus.
1: <laughs>
0: nope. uh, shooting.
1: Uh, and a large. No, we only have the gun. gun. We don't have the skill.
0: Or light a flashlight or lantern if you have one. <laughs> no. I think right. we
1: had the chance to take a flashlight, but we didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, hang on a second. Where was the previous page?
1: Who's <laughs> we about to die? Oh, you mean take a different yeah. path than the right one? If we have to, like. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's a good spot to save. So
0: I've got. I've got the two one five. Was the choices? Okay. Wasn't Probably there a checkpoint this. back okay.
1: there at the fork? <laughs>
0: Yeah, totally, I saw it. It was like, massive sign, checkpoint, save here, to, before continuing. Um, but it did ask for, four, uh, for three scads. We only have two. Oh.
1: OK, 10 to 260. So, failing all of the options. Yep.
0: Sounds like death, but we'll see. Probably. Okay. It might just take two life points.
1: <laughs> One can it hope.
0: Might, it might. <laughs> Just remember, just remember 215. I've got it marked, but uh-huh. that's number Okay, um, what did I just turn to? 260. Yeah, okay, there's the rattle of hard insectoid legs on the smooth floor, then something huge slams into you. It feels like a coiled monster with a body as hard as ebony. Striking out blindly, you feel a segmented eye squash under your fist splurting out ichor then it seizes you in its mandibles and two scything blades are driven into your side you give a scream of agony it feels as though the monster is trying to saw you in half if you have close combat Yay. lose four, lose four oh. life points
1: <laughs> that's too many wait when did we lose the two? Um, just now from something oh, around the bridge. A... Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, I must have missed that. Uh, I read it. Uh, lose one less life point if you have the word Talos.
1: Okay. So, haven't we been at this place before where we just go down to one and no further?
0: Maybe. You did just die.
1: I think we sacrificed
0: things for, for it but that doesn't like you know it must be some sort of penalty um uh, or do you want to try a different route
1: uh, um, no no let's just assume we survived okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, down to one life points. We'll okay, Okay, assuming you survive, you
0: manage to break free with a sob of terror and stumble um. onto the doorway. Both the baron slam and bolt the door behind you, and you see it almost buckle off its hinges as the monster throws itself furo- uh, ferociously, like, furiously against the other side. I hope that holds it. Holds it, you say to the others. Or else we're insect food. <laughs> Turn to two eight one. You enter a lofty room, plunged in gloom. Bosch flicks his torchlight around and it falls on a curious sight. The light seems to spill slowly like a, puddle on the, of, like a puddle of oil through a zone of several meters across. In the middle stands a man in old fashioned military dress. Beside him on the floor lies a metal globe about the size of an egg, covered with glowing studs. It is a stasis bomb, I believe, announces the Baron in his stern, clipped tones. Watch. He glides off, skirting the zone where the torch beam slowed down. You see him drifting around the far perimeter, but then suddenly he, becomes, he comes back into view around edge of the zone even though you can still see his image moving beyond it the stasis bomb slows down time in a two meter radius explains the baron light takes several seconds to cross the zone which is why you can still see my image floating on the other side as you watch the image moves around the zone disappearing like a ghost as it reaches the edge how long has that man been frozen there wonders boche probably since the fall of duan almost 200 years That period will have seemed to him like only a few seconds. If you have lore, turn to two three two. If you if not, you can try to free. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it would kind
1: of be interesting to free the man using a charged parasol gun, and we have that, but we need to use lore.
0: It's yeah, it's a dictate, doesn't it? You feel like you have a choice. It says if you have, turn Mm to.
1: If not, you can. Hmm.
0: Strange. I'm sure, there's a reason. Three, two, three.
1: More means being familiar with the history, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, two,
1: sorry,
0: three, two, three. Hey, okay. he is wearing the red and violet uniform of the Monitor Corps, personal troop to Elazar Picard. Nice the volatile high priest. Perhaps he was fighting to defend him when the populace of the city rebelled. If you want to free him, it might be possible using either a charged Baracel gun to destroy the sasus bomb, or paradoxing and a sonic focus to cancel the time distortion effect, the way can continue deeper into the catacombs. Yeah, you Wait,
1: want to try and free? I, I'm missing something. What what does this, this frozen body have to do with the stasis bomb? Is it is the bomb a booby trap, and we might need him to help us?
0: Um, so this so this is, this guy is supposedly the like left hand person or, or part of the high priest of Voluntine. So he'll know all about the building yeah. and where the heart. Might be. Yeah, um, super useful. Yeah. So, and if we free him, he might give us some help.
1: And who placed the bomb?
0: He may have to try and survive. Oh, so it's a really old bomb. Huh? Okay. Yeah, so it, like, um, it says um, perhaps he was fighting to defend when the populace rebelled. So maybe it went off when the rebellion was happening maybe he did it to himself to survive who we're
1: knows we're still in danger of being caught by the bomb uh, well um, if we walk in yeah if we walk mm-hmm. into it so i was uh curious enough to try to free him before we got this um historic context but now with this information uh i'm even more in favor of it because yeah. i i think he'll be useful to us so let's Use a charged barosol gun to destroy the stasis bomb. Three, four, five.
0: Okay. It is strange to witness the the barosol beam slowing down as it enters the time distortion zone, like watching a white hot needle pressing through ice. As it strikes the stasis bomb, there is a muffled explosion, and the bomb splits into molten fragments. At the same same instant, the man takes half a step forward and then jerks back in surprise as he sees the three of you standing around him. Reduce your Barracuda guns' charge by one. When it reaches zero, charges it is, will be inoperative. Turn to 409. Uh-huh. The man tells you that he is Captain Casimir Novak, commander of the High Priest's personal guard. The populace became crazed, he he said indignantly. They stormed the temple. I was escorting the High Priest to safety when a group burst in here and hurled that stasis bomb. It is the last thing I remember. It was all a long time ago, you say. One thing I must know, did the High Priest get away? You spare Novak the details. Let him have the satisfaction of having succeeded in his duty. Picard, he got away. No one else did. Bosh and Baron Siriasis are both looking at him guardedly. You can guess what they're thinking. How will Novak react when he learns you have come here to take the heart, sacred object of his faith? Let us worry about the explanations later, says the Baron, reading your mind. For now we must hurry or the others will reach our goal ahead of us record the code word mallet uh-huh. malay and then turn to three eight eight okay okay you make your way along a wide passage where your footsteps echo stonily on the hard tiles As elsewhere in the catacombs, light comes from a row of globes along the ceiling. Some have dimmed over the years, but most still burn brightly. When you wonder aloud what the power source is, the Baron is in no doubt. The heart itself, the tiniest fraction of its power, is enough to illuminate all the cities of the world. At last you arrive at the domed hall. Beyond lies a network of tunnels. Scout ahead, the Baron tells you. One of the tunnels must lead to the Shrine of the Heart. If you do as he says, turn to four thirty. If you bridle at being ordered about, turn to four fifty.
1: Wow. I well I said I was going to take his advice. So let's scout ahead. Two,
0: You've gone no further than 30 meters along the first tunnel, when there is a roar of an explosion from behind you. Running back towards the hall where you left the others, you see a cloud of smoke swirling in the air. In the rub strewn hall beyond, someone gives a feeble cough. The force of the blast has cracked the stone lintel above the tunnel, and rock dust is trickling to the floor. It looks as though the tunnel could cave in at any moment. If you have the code word mallet which we do turn to 19 if you do not turn to 41. i guess we turn to 19. captain nova comes racing towards you out of the smoke his uniform is torn and singed by the explosion and he has a wild look in his eyes we're not sure whether to block his way or stand aside when suddenly a barracel shot streams through the air piercing his brain the second shot hits him as he falls but glances off his armor and ricochets into you. Ow. You are badly burned, taking six life points damage, unless you have a speckling jacket, in which case you lose only four life points. So we're dead again.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll let you choose this time. Do you want to continue pretending we're not dead or go back to the fork? In the cave, I
0: don't want this to be done. So, I, as much as I'm enjoying it, I think for the sake of a podcast, yeah. if we were to keep going backwards and backwards, okay, it would become an infinite loop of trial and error. Yeah, but it definitely in my own time, I would definitely keep going like, but like either go back to the start or go back to that crossroad point. But for the sake of this, I think we can keep going. It feels like we're making progress. Yeah. So.
1: Six damage is a lot. And last time, we, we should have also gotten six damages. It's crazy. You, you can yeah. only survive that once. And you need just the right things to survive this. Oh, well. Again, it's very Yeah.
0: Uh, OK, if you can survive this injury, <clears throat> sure we can. <laughs> Delete the code word mallet and turn to 41. I've done that. Cool. Boche comes along the passage with gun in hand. He's covered with dust from the explosion and has a gash across his forehead where he was hit by a splinter of masonry, but he is smiling. The Baron's dead, he tells you. How? What happened? He swells with pride. I got him with a grenade. I'd been carrying it all along, but the joke was that I didn't even know it myself. It was the only way to foil... His mind reading, you see. I don't understand. Bose coughs rock dust out of his throat and then goes on. I knew the Baron was heading for Duon and that he'd be the hardest foe I'd have to face. So I got myself hypnotized to forget that I was carrying a grenade. (laughs) I had a post-hypnotic suggestion planted that I should use the grenade at a key moment. He never knew what hit him. Ruthlessly cunning. If you intended any sarcasm... Bosch fails to notice it. Thanks, he says. Now let's get going before the tunnel collapses. On. I'll so
1: my my instinct to trust the Baron was wrong. He could have hypnotized us, mind controlled us.
0: Oh, did you read? Did you read further on? Did you?
1: No, just from what uh, Bosch is saying. He, I he had to hypnotize himself. Uh, yeah. Manipulate himself to to forget that he had a grenade but then use it when he needed it because of... we don't know
0: if he, we, don't, we don't know if he needed to actually kill the, the dude i mean i'm guessing we did because again once we get to the heart i guess he would have yeah taken control like us, mind control or something and
1: yeah whatever i mean i still don't know yeah. whether Bosch is trustworthy but it's just yeah. sounds very
0: dangerous i guess it's one way to one one less person to worry about
1: because yeah you know
0: the baron could have helped us but maybe he, would, he wouldn't have who yeah. knows who knows okay well, we're he, he probably
1: wants that. to protect the heart and we want to use it
0: yeah
1: we're like indiana jones part three to we're, we're not here to, uh, to honor your your sacred catacombs <laughs> we're just here to steal the artifacts <laughs> And if, if that means you have to die, so be it. Yeah, if I can't
0: even remember. Okay, 175. There is a sound from somewhere ahead in the maze of tunnels. Boche cocks his ear. It's old fashioned laser fire, he says, adding significantly. But none of the others were carrying lasers. The mystery is soon explained. Turning a corner, you find yourselves facing three hover droids that resemble large silver eggs, with a rotating gun turret mounted underneath. They are gliding directly towards you, the aiming lights of their lasers playing across your vision. Bush throws himself down a side tunnel. You are in motion. An instant later, just as three laser beams lance out, burning a patch of molten stone on the floor where you had been standing. Racing headlong through the tunnels, you reach a circular room with a violet starburst set in mosa- uh, mosaic on the floor. Several other tunnels lead into the chamber, and down one of them you see Vajra Sign, Pedra Bay, and Chaim Golgoth running from another group of hoverdroids. droids. We stirred up a whole nest of them, shouts Golgoth. Too many to fight. As he enters the room, Vajra Sign whirls and fires his. Man, what do I think you said? This word. And Mantra, Mokra. man. Uh, sounds like Klingon or something. Yeah. Cannon over the heads of Bay and Golgoth. Four of our droids explode in a blossom of plasma, but you can see others converging on the room from the other tunnels. Across the sweep of the of the opposite wall are seven glass-fronted elevators, each large enough for one person. Major Bay loops across the nearest, and the door slides shut behind her. In moments, the room will be swarming with her The rest of you have no choice but to follow her lead. As you step into an elevator, the door closes, and an electronic voice says, identify yourself, please. Will you tell the truth, or will you pretend to be a follower of the Valentine cult?
1: OK um i'm tending towards the latter and i'm hoping that my lore skills will Uh, give me what i need to to know the password or the identity
0: that's true interesting Uh, 301 what is the truth? Asked the computer. Enigmatically, en- enigmatically. Okay. If you have the code word Luna, turn to three two two. If not, turn to sixty one. Oh. <laughs> if you have e- ESP, there's
1: still more text to come. Yeah.
0: Okay. If you have ESP and Sonic Focus, turn to 344. No. If you have Rogan, turn to 365. No. If you have Lore, yes. turn to 387. 387.
1: Huh. There's an item that I never heard of, Little Gaia. But it doesn't okay. matter. We have Lore.
0: Yeah, I didn't read on. Oops. Mm-hmm. Okay, 387. The computer is looking for a specific set of responses the code that will convince it to start the elevator instead of opening the door and allowing the horrid to blast you away. Something strikes a chord in your memory and you hastily think back of what you know of the Volontine cult. There was something that Ela- Is it Elazar, Elazar. Elazar. El- Elazar, yeah. Elazar Picard, founder of the cult, repeated over and over after he escaped from the fall of Duan. At the time, you assumed it was just Catechism? Okay, catechism? Yes. It's faith. But it is worth a try. Turn to 18. The truth is a flame, you say. What ignites the flame in terms the computer? So far, so good. The spark ignites the flame. What is the spark, it asks. The heart of Roland. You wait with bated breath. Then, with a hum, the elevator starts to descend. You are being conveyed to the Shrine of the Heart.
1: Wow.
0: it works. Um, <laughs> there we go. We end, end, end there? No, I'm kidding. Uh, One, fifty. Okay. You step out of the elevator to find the sign, Boche, and Golgoth already here. Phaedra Bay didn't make it. She
1: went into another elevator, right?
0: Yeah, well, they all all go into elevators, and they've all managed to obviously get the password except Phaedra, I think. Mm -hmm. You are in a dome so vast that it feels like a gulf in the black void of intergalactic space. Bosch's flashlight does not reach the far wall. In the center of a chamber, on a raised dais, at the end of a ramp, lies a purple gemstone almost two meters in diameter.
1: scintillant um, or scintillant i swear this
0: person who wrote this book just went through picked normal words and then picked a thesaurus (laughs) and then picked a random word that means that thing um spark stream from deep in its core giving off a violent radiation that causes sorry violet not violent violet radiation that causes a pain at the back of your eyes
1: that's a little violent
0: (laughs) yeah the Heart of Velant Reuse Bosch in a voice of awe. The key to ultimate power. There's a picture. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool picture. Um if you have the code word red, turn to three oh three, you have the code oh dear. If you have the code word blue, turn to three four six. If you have the code word yellow, turn to three two four. If you have none of those, turn to three six seven.
1: None of those. And I don't know where we could have gotten them. Maybe on a different path through the cavern.
0: Yeah, on oh, lots of different paths, who knows. Uh, sorry, what was that opening to? Three, six, uh, seven.
1: Three, six,
0: seven. This is the moment of truth. Four powerful adventurers all stand in reached of the ultimate power. Only one can have the heart. You can use a stun grenade. We have one. A stasis bomb. Or a charged barrel gun if you have them. Otherwise, turn to. Oh,
1: so the crossbow and the knife were useless. <laughs> they might have been useful at other points. We have the barrel gun, not the other weapons.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, a, or a charged barrel gun.
1: 21.
0: Luckily, we should have enough charges to kill them
1: all.
0: <laughs> oh, well, here we go. We can fire at Golgoth, Bosch, Vajra sign.
1: Uh, fire at Bosch. Oh, <laughs> I still don't snap. trust him.
0: <laughs> 87. I wasn't expecting that. Nice. 87. Reboot there. Boost. Reduce your Barrasol guns charged by one. Bosch falls to your first shot. His death acts as a signal for the start of hostilities. Golgoth and Sign, in no doubt that each is the most dangerous foe well to face each other. Ildor's first shot hisses into sparks from Sign's armor as the Sikh yes. warlord raises his mighty Mantra
1: I totally forgot about that. That would have been probably the most dangerous thing. But fortunately, the other guy took care of it.
0: (laughs) That's why I was wondering. I I thought you were going to shoot him. His big weapon stuff. But it's pretty lucky that they turn on each other. Uh, 410. Okay. Despite Golgoth's searing volley of barosol shots, Sign manages to raise his cannon. There's a deep thrumming as the power kicks in, sending a blast of incandescent energy streaming through the air. As you dive for cover inside one of the elevator tubes, you can see that Sign is already dead on his feet. But Golgoth. Wait, Sign is already dead on his feet. Yeah. I thought it was Golgoth that was dead. I was getting all dramatic and now confused despite golgoth's searing volley of powerful shots sign manages to raise his cannon there's a deep thrumming as the power kicks in sending a blast of incandescent energy streaming through the air so as the, you
1: dive for Calvary, the cannon takes a while to charge the sign guy is shot by the powerful gun of golgoth and then the cannon fires and kills the other guy as well
0: okay so they both kill each other yeah very, very dead on his feet but golgoth has no defense against the raw power of the cannon and he too is blowing to pieces. You emerge slowly and step through the carnage. Bajra sign looks up at you weakly and your muscles go tense. His cannon's power will take him will take time to build up, but he could still shoot you down with his pistol. Okay, what? before he's dead. I, so did I. <laughs> you can see that Sign is already dead on his feet. Yeah. But Golgoth has no defense against the raw power of the cannon. And he, too, is blown into pieces. So apparently, both have been blown into pieces.
1: <laughs> They're dying. But, yeah.
0: but then we emerge slowly from the carnage. Roger stone looks up at you weakly. So maybe he's dying. Yeah. Right. He's a bit better. They could, mm, whatever. Don't, don't start cannon.
1: trying to uh, apply logic to the okay. story now.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. But it's, yeah, true. Um, well, yeah, it could just written that he was wounded and not actually dead, or blown to pieces. It implies that they've both been blown to pieces. Was just like his head. It'd be like Aliens with just the head. <laughs> like an um, alien film. With the head just chatting away. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe he's a cyborg. Uh, you emerge slowly and step through the carnage. The Sign looks up at you weakly, and your muscles go tense. His cannon's power will take time to build up. But he could still shoot you down with his pistol. But he is nobler than that. There's no chance for me now, he groans. Take the power. Use it wisely. He slumps and his eyes roll up. You are the only one left."
1: OK. Mm. <laughs> uh, four, one,
0: five. Uh, squinting in the flux of radiation from the heart, you approach it with a sense of wonder. This is the artifact created in the Big Bang, the key to infinite power. Many people have their lives, gave their lives the chance to possess it. Now it lies within your grasp. If you have the code word nemesis, turn to 153. If not, turn to 174. I
1: think that's always been a negative code word to have. So And it's always been about
0: Bosch, hasn't it? So it's yeah. always been about Bosch. So I think it probably means that he's probably still So I'm glad we do not um, have it. 174. OK. You kneel beside the huge gem and embrace it, feeling its power surge through you. Coruscating bands of energy blaze from the depths of the unearthly gem, swathing, 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 swathing. That's a weird word. You, in an aura of blinding violet light, the fabric of reality is ripped apart and you feel weightless. The vortex spins up through the dome sweeping away rock and air, rising up into space, out past the moon and planets. In what seems like seconds, all of creation has been swept away, replaced by a new universe of your own making. You are immortal and all-powerful now. Your adventure has culminated in godhood.
1: Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Coming from back from the dead is already godlike. <laughs> well... Ultimately,
0: because we made it to Godhood, we went back in time and made the right choices. (laughs) That's how we solve our keeping.
1: Yeah. Uh, That that Baron guy was also in a time-warped space. And so when he came through it to us, he time-traveled, right? He wasn't asleep, was he? Uh,
0: He was in a stasis, so I guess, like, locked for... 200 years in stasis, I guess. Time bubble. Oh, okay. So maybe,
1: maybe that was just a metaphor for for he he was stuck in the past. I I thought that was really yeah. a, a time warp. Okay.
0: I think so. I think it's like a, some sort of explosive device that creates a yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I like it. I, I think there yes, are fun no. fun elements to the story. It, it definitely yeah. had an adventure feeling, but it it was uh, too short to build up enough context like to to build the world in which all this crazy technology is happening so a lot of it was kind of just you just have to accommodate that this exists and this is how it works
0: it almost needs to be a full on like 600 page novel yeah so that you get character development you get um Again, world building. So the world building is the hardest part. Is that you've got all these terminologies, all these things that you, all this science fiction stuff, that you kind of just have to play along with.
1: Yeah, I, and well, since we are exposed to science fiction already, we, yeah. we were able to get along just fine. And and also these books, um, there are many of books just like this, also in length. Yeah and um, complexity, and and they were very um, successful. I think they were a big thing in um, the 80s. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, they made a resurgence recently, but I'm always very impressed by them. Like, yeah. yeah, the author, Dave Morris, it's clearly, you know, put in a substantial amount of time and work.
1: Yeah, you're not just telling create, one story, right?
0: Yeah, to create one very, very fun um, again, adventurous and perilous. Like you do, you do set, get that sense of feeling when you're reading that. Okay, if I make the wrong choice here, I'm going to die and have to start again. Which you know you don't tend to, want to do. Um, and as I say, I would definitely have gone back to certain points, if not the beginning, a few times more if it was in my own time. Um, so yeah, major respect for. The author putting together such an awesome story. Again, like you say, a bunch of stories, because again, you take different routes. Yeah.
1: When I read it several months ago, uh, also with cheating, uh, I ended up leaving the stone where it is so that no one got it. No one got it, yeah. And it just remained a mystery. So there are at least three endings, you know, death. Godhood and, and just status quo. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> fine. We're just messing with you in this day and age of spoiler <laughs> nonsense. Yeah,
1: well, book isn't that new. Um, no, well, it's quite. It's been quite like, like it's, 2000s or something. Yeah, yeah. So I hope our audience uh, also got a sense of adventure from that. Um, we hope to. Um, do this again in the future not right away we do want to return to our discussions on philosophical psychological political topics um, if you have anything that you wish for us to speak about leave a comment down below and we'll be happy to accommodate um, the website is whoamipodcast.com and uh, yeah we will Keep uh, bringing out content as as much as possible. Hopefully also uh, including interviews with further speakers. So let us know what you thought, and see you next time. Right. Bye.